You are listening to The Edge, a podcast for personal development junkies and visionaries living right at the precipice of, oh shit, meets fuck yeah. I'm Nadia Munda, an embodiment and relationship coach and a lover of all edges. Stick around to listen to raw, unpolished conversations where we explore our personal and collective edges in all their erotic glory. the fancier water it's all it's all love here is it because i'm a guest or is it because i'm nadia because you're nadia thank you you're welcome but what is it that i mean the deepest core of it is that who cares? Like, who cares about our relationship? Like, the fact that we even assume that people care to me just seems so, uh, I don't know, like conceited. And, and it's like the only people who want to watch this are going to be nosy people and people who watch the Kardashians. Like, it's, I feel like you and me, to me, is... Like, it's the most personal and most private part of my life. And the love that I have for you has always been the most personal and most private. And it's not for anybody else's consumption. It's not to be monetized. It's not, like, that's, maybe it's my Irish mossy love. I don't know. But but that's just how I feel about it. I get what you're saying 100%. And I think that, for me when you choose to speak about and share about anything online as part of your work, right? Because it's such a, we're in such a weird time with Instagram where it's like your personal life is your brand and your brand is your personal life. And it's so enmeshed and what we are offering people is also ourselves and because we've both chosen I know you chose it last but you still chose to share me mm-hmm. and for it to be like I'm with this woman right. um, there's it's it's a bizarre situation where with you like I'm with you on like people like who fucking cares but once you've shared that when it suddenly shifts or disappears, it feels like there's this hidden like thing that's been stuffed into a box that suddenly is not talked about. Like there's this elephant in the room Hmm. and that elephant in the room energetically clogs up the field. And so I've noticed that because I'm so transparent in my life um, and online that having this area that I can't speak to at all is like there's this huge fucking section of my virtual room Mm. that just has this pink elephant just sitting there, but I'm pretending it's not there. Mm. And it's taking up so much room that it doesn't allow for circulation in the room. The bigger, when when I zoom out, the bigger thing and where I'm hoping you and I are sort of meeting is the desire to talk about a new way of relating a new paradigm where it's not as black and white Mm -hmm. and i think there's a lot that people 
could really find inspiring or just could get curious about in hearing about some of the things we've been questioning and sitting Mm. in the inquiry of and just being with that I think could be really helpful for people. Mm -hmm. And being that I'm in a service industry where I'm trying to help people, it feels like an important... I am helping people. It feels like an important piece to bring in. In fact, it to me feels like one of the most important pieces. Um, I think we're both here because we're curious to see, can we have a conversation where we still honor our privacy and not just share everything because it's not for the world Mm -hmm. while also sharing the things we think will help people and also talk about what we have been moving through that is not, in my opinion, anything to hide. If Mm -hmm. anything, it's something to celebrate. Totally. Mm -hmm. I agree. My deepest intention in this and like my desire in this is to have whatever we've been through and whatever we've learned through that process to be of deep value to Mm, other people because there's such a in general I feel like relationship and relating is so black and white and if there's anything that I feel that we're able to share and speak about is the nuance of love and being there for another person And also just transitioning from from one dynamic to another dynamic. Which we don't know what it is. We don't know what we're transitioning from to. That's the transition we're in. The transition, the transition. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Oh, what a head fuck. (laughs) And a heart fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, ultimately, I think both of us are living a life where we're hoping that a lot of what we offer is of value to others. And um, sometimes that means doing the things that are uncomfortable for us. I feel I'm constantly stretching my like boundary of, okay, how much more vulnerable can I be? How much more can I live at the edge of what feels okay for me and what feels... Ah. You are a pretty edgy person. I'm pretty you edgy. You look for the edge and then you purr up against it. I purr up against the edge. And then you headbutt the edge. <laughs> <laughs> and then you roll around with the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you mm-hmm. for that. That feels really good. Very, feel very seen. Beautiful. That's a good start. Yeah, that's a good start. So, oh gosh, ugh, it's so messy, and also it's not like on 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 one level, it feels so clear to me. On can, what level does it feel clear for mm. you? Oh, what feels really clear is that there's both grief and so much celebration at the same time. Mm. Um. And so much like admiration and um, love, like just positive things, positive Mm -hmm. things. Um, I mean, I think really for the past, I don't know how many months, right? Like I just got people messaging me. Mm. So like, what's the deal? (laughs) What's the deal with you and Chris? What's the deal? Like, are you guys together? The Kardashians have finished their season and I need more information. (laughs) you guys together you're not together like what's what's the deal and um 
it's so strange for me to not be able to answer basically Mm. and like it feels so untrue for me Mm. because I've got nothing to hide Mm -hmm. but in the process of the reason I wasn't answering many people is that I was trying to honor your your privacy and honor our experience, right? Right, because like we it's a transitional through a journey where we don't, we still don't have the answer. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants the answer, it's like we don't actually fully one hundred percent know. Yeah. Um, we're starting to have inklings, well, maybe more than inklings. In my system, it's still inklings. <laughs> I guess it changes from day to day, but we're starting to understand and clarify what what we think our relationship role is in this lifetime mm-hmm. but we're not actually sure and i feel i don't know what do you think i mean if you, for me it changes day to day for me it's firstly is the foundation of how much i love you mm-hmm. um how deeply I trust you. Like I remember sharing that with you, that trust is not like something that I've been able to experience to that depth with almost anybody before. Uh, don't mind a woman, you know, that you're in partnership and there's, there's so many other pieces to it. So yeah, it's like the trust piece and the love, like that's the part for me that allows me and supports me in navigating the inevitable challenge that will come up when you're navigating through uh, a transition. You know, we've been with each other for two and a half years, almost closer to three, maybe. And that's a significant amount of time to be in something with somebody, to be in partnership. It's the foundation that I'm most aware of. It's not so much like, what is this in this moment? Yeah. For me, at least. It's just, oh, I love this human so much and I don't want to ever lose this person in my life. It makes no fucking sense to me from a practical or an intelligent standpoint to invest and pour so much love and so many beautiful moments into, you know, a relationship with a person. And then just to like, okay, fuck you, fuck you. And then you just walk away from each other and you're out of each other's lives forever. To me, that feels like a cop-out. And... Um, you can put it on me if you to need out. to. I just need to readjust. <laughs> uh, I can manspread if it, That's if it helps you. so hot. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's for me, it's just the love part. It's how do we, how do we make sure that this hmm. can continue to develop and grow yeah. um, the relationship with this person in my life. And as I said, also... Uh, challenging and being in those moments where we really have to like communicate stuff that's difficult to communicate and to be honest around things that are uh, challenging and sometimes tough for the ego to receive Mm -hmm. and also acknowledging mistakes Mm, yeah yeah so many mistakes we've both Mm. both done which is just being a human well the more the better because you know we get to learn i feel i don't know there's a there's a limit (laughs) i don't know for me you know i'm extreme yeah you love it i like pushing it (laughs) Uh, but and also like it's it's really challenging to transition in something where you've learned so much in it Mm. Mm. yeah yeah where i feel like it's transformed me like so deeply Mm. being in in relationship with you 
Mm. So same. all of that same, stuff. Same, same. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think where we're at really is just this place of we acknowledge that there's an immense, deep <clears throat> love that exists between us mm-hmm. that we can feel has been around way before this human body was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we felt very strongly for two and a half years that it was like we were meant to be life partners. Mm-hmm. And we proceeded as such. Yes, we did. <laughs> and then and then we just I guess got to a point where we're like, wait a second. There the love hasn't shifted. The love, mm. if anything, has gotten stronger. Yes. But is the container of life partnership the one that mm. our love is actually meant to be sitting in? Like, is that the best format right. for us? And I'm trying to give it really clearly, as clearly and concisely as possible Mm -hmm. for context so that when we start to go into like the bigger picture, sort of vague overarching concepts that we might get into, there's a little bit of like something to hold it, which is where we really are. And that's in the Mm -hmm. inquiry of what is our relationship and our love meant to be in this lifetime? And is Mm -hmm. it friendship? Is it lovership? Is it a work partnership? Mm -hmm. Is it something that we haven't even thought of that our minds can't even conceive because we are... Join a band. Join a band. Tour the country. That is not in service to the world. (laughs) Well, people need folk music. Nope. Nope. Not with my voice. No, they don't. Um... But yeah, like there's there's so many things that we're we're in this beautiful place of wow, we're not leaving each other, we're not walking away, we're clear that we're in each other's lives forever. What is that gonna look like? And there's like something exciting for me at least. I'm curious mm-hmm. how it is for you. For me, there's something exciting in the mystery of it. Like I don't mm-hmm. actually know. And I have to surrender to that. And um, I'll get into the piece about grief, because let me tell you, there's definitely grief there. It's not so rainbows and sunshine. Mm -hmm. But there's so much also to be curious and celebratory about, like the piece around, wow, I have someone who loves me unconditionally and infinitely and holy shit, like most people don't get to have that in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so I feel so grateful to have that at all. And uh, it's it's going through a transition and realizing that someone's not going to leave, mm-hmm. I think is a very healing process for anyone. And I, I hope a lot of people get to experience that where the normal time, the normal time where someone cuts you off and basically says, okay, peace out. Mm. Um, To have your system experience like, oh, that's not going to happen here. Mm -hmm. And 
this person actually has got me, even if they're, I don't know, the vision has changed or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I think is a, it's a very exciting and beautiful thing to celebrate. Feels abundant. So let me ask you, what is the new, what's the new paradigm of relating? So from our experience, right, from what we've moved through and the transition that uh, that we're navigating, like that phrase, the new paradigm of relating, what, what does that mean for you? Well, the experience I've been having, which is a very new one for me, mm-hmm. is that similar to... You know, in physics, what do they say? Like, energy can never be created or destroyed. It can only be transformed. And love is energy. Mm-hmm. Love is the highest vibration of energy that we know of currently mm-hmm. in our reality. And so to me, love cannot be created or destroyed. It's simply transformed. And I think part of the process of ending or transitioning. You know, in the past, we used to use the word ending, breaking up, splitting up, separating, right? Like there's this Mm. like, there's a finite, like it's done. And I think that that wasn't actually in our most like authentic nature to do. Mm. So there was a lot of forcing when we're an overriding of like, okay, this person did this thing to me. I'm going to villainize them and and really focus on that one thing that they Mm. did wrong or that one thing that was like incompatible with us and, and they suck and the end Mm. and goodbye. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. Right. Move on with life. Yeah. And that was sort of the old way of doing things. And I think as we're all slowly waking up and, getting more evolved and understanding the depth of nuance in the Mm -hmm. human experience and in the energetic realm, we start to understand that actually the most honest thing is that it doesn't die. It doesn't end and Mm -hmm. you can pretend it does, but what ends up happening to uh, those people is there's something that is festering on the inside, whether they, there's closure and then they're unavailable for future relationships or mm-hmm. there's disenchantment and bitterness or whatever it may be. There's like an isolation, a, a belief that I will always be abandoned. Mm-hmm. Still working on that one a little, but you're healing, you're helping me heal that one. Right. So it's like, yes, winning. <laughs> right. So I think that there's, this new way that we're starting to do things and some people may mock it a little bit or not fully understand it yet because it is really revolutionary and it's the idea that once there for first of all love always was there but then Mm -hmm. it's just suddenly like sort of alchemizes into honeymoon phase or an instant Mm -hmm. passion at the beginning but then there are ways but it's the harder path to take but there are ways to keep the love because it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And of course, that love can transform into hate, right? Like, because it's both of those are energy. But now you're taking that and you're turning it into this like ugh, calcified version right. inside it's of getting you. getting thick and yeah, yeah muddy. And not great. Um, but instead, 
if you do the harder work up front, which is work through the nuances of, oh, the person in front of me, as much as it would be great for me to just be like, I hate you, you mm. suck, you're blind, you don't know what you're doing, right? Whatever mm -hmm. all the stories that we tell ourselves to get over the person who's mm -hmm. rejected us or left us. I think the harder but more loving way that which is in devotion to like love with the capital L yes. is going, no, actually it's not so black and white. And mm -hmm. this person has hurt me in these places, but also is trying so hard in these places. And mm -hmm. I've also done my fair share of mistakes. And I also mm -hmm. deeply love this person and that it's just not this or that it's mm -hmm. way more nuanced and complicated which also means it's going to be messier. Yes. Like it isn't so done and done. And do you feel that people usually just, okay, I'm done because of their inability to have capacity for messiness? Why do you feel that that's... Well, there's two types of messiness too. Mm -hmm. Let's get clear on that. There is the codependent back and forth. Mm -hmm. I still love you, you still love me. I, right. There are people who are obsessed with, you know, the sort of, they just get get high on the adrenaline of I, mm -hmm. now you're I don't have you now I have you you know right. there's a lot of that toxic uh, back and forth I don't think that's a healthy messy mm -hmm. at all um, but it can present on the outside very similar yes. I think because it does just look messy but where it's coming from is a very different place it's from a wounded place and then there's messy because we're just navigating layers and layers of um, truth, mm -hmm. which is that it's not just this or that. Yes. It's actually, I love you and I'm mad. I, mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So it's, it's complicated, but it's, it's a beautiful messy in my mm. opinion. And I think that those two, first of all, are being confused. And mm -hmm. so, so there's this association with, oh, well, I don't want it to be messy. I just want it to be clean. And I have that in me so much. Like, you know, my scorpionic side is like, and he's done or mm -hmm. she's done or whatever. Right. Like, it's and like, I remember you saying that to me <laughs> years it? ago. Yeah. It's like, you know, when I decide when it's over, know, when it's, it's over. over it's over. I'm done. Yeah. And I've had to fight that so much because mm. it's so easy. And it's, I've, I've had little like chapters of that. I've had that over the years with other people, but then even in my more, most recent mm. like relatings, I feel there's been these moments or like days or weeks where I default back into that, where I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to focus on that one thing. Mm. And like, fuck you, mm -hmm. you know, and then, and it is, it's so powerful to be in hate and it is way easier and it is like tearing off the bandaid. And then I can just mm -hmm. be like, I'm just never going to talk to this person again, the end. Mm -hmm. And then when I check in and I go, is this in devotion to love, truly love of everything? The answer is no. Mm -hmm. And my number one mission on this earth is to be a lover. And not in the mainstream sense that people talk about, like, I mean, sure, yes, I'll also be a lover to someone or several people. But 
a lover who is guided by love that like really sits down and everything is in devotion to love with a capital L and the scorpionic cut someone off is not that even mm-hmm. though I so good it's so easy it's so cathartic and it's so like oh done mm-hmm. um so I think that would be like the feelings that come up for me are like there's like feelings of like addiction and power and right. ego and like oh I did it I cut them off you know mm-hmm. but like the deeper when I check in with my higher self with the deeper more divine part of me I'm like no 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 actually even though it's a hundred times harder and messier and I don't like it, my ego's a hard no to it. Mm-hmm. What actually is really in service to love is seeing the person in front of me as a human that's nuanced, that mm-hmm. has messed up in certain places and also has gifted me some of the most beautiful things ever. Mm-hmm. And to really be like with the, in the question of, is this love supportive in my life? Is it Mm -hmm. self loving for me to have this human in my life? And in what format is that? And then also, you know, I mean, I say in what format, because again, we like to categorize things, but in a way you and I are having the experience of being like, is there a format? Like Mm -hmm. we want to be like, okay, we are transitioning from life partners to work partners, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the main thing we've been looking at. Yeah. But it's like, is it that simple? Mm -hmm. Will it ever be that simple? Or or is it going to be more fluid? Mm -hmm. And of course, there's so many challenges that come with that because it's like, what if someone comes into your life? What if someone comes into my life Mm -hmm. that I want to build a family with? Then, you know, how do they relate with hey there's this other guy here who's like floating around (laughs) and and who doesn't have a definition like if I tell my future husband well these this is my work partner there's the it's clear like this is a work partner they don't have sex we assume assume. right like and there's just it's like we there's a level of security and certainty that feels so anchoring Mm. and like this is what this person is to me And I think we're flirting with being in the realm of, and it's hard for the people around us who are not maybe ready for it. Like I'm terrified of like the person coming into my life who's going to, hopefully that person, if he's the right, he, she, I don't know, is the right person that it's um, because they're also in this new paradigm of relating. Mm -hmm. I know I'm I'm, I'm going all, I'm like given the big picture, but it feels important to talk about. Right. So it's like, Hopefully that person will be that, but there is a bit of fear around, okay, what if someone comes in and wants me to categorize everything? And I don't Mm. know, that's a threshold way in the future, right? or maybe not so way in the future, actually. (laughs) Like like the love is the thing that holds it all through, right? Because then it allows for, for me, once the love is there, Mm. it allows for moments of, hey, I do need to label this right now to protect something I'm new that I'm moving into or a new person that I'm seeing or a new dynamic. So right now we're going to put like a label or there's going to be maybe a a box for six months. And then we can talk about, you know, if it becomes more fluid after that. Yeah. Like just what I, what I love about love is we're the only things that limit it based on our fears and our insecurities and our avoidance. Uh But love is just everything and, and we can, we can open as deeply into it as we can. Yeah. But what I adore and appreciate so much about you that you've taught me more than anybody is 
the ability to have both of your experiences. Yeah. So your ability to be with your Scorpio tail, like, fuck that guy, fuck that guy. You know, just like completely human to the depth of your soul in that expression. Yeah. And what I also love about that is it's easy in like spiritual development for people to have that come up in themselves and then they start judging themselves. No, you celebrate it. Like, you don't judge yourself when you go into that energy. Like that's your home. Like that's where you, that's where you just, because I feel that power and that potency. Mm. And it took me a while to trust that. Mm. That, oh, she's like talking about burning the house down. So I'm waiting for her to burn the house down. But wait, she hasn't burned the house down. <laughs> and she always comes back to complete inclusivity. Like you come back to this wide, uh, expansive love. And yeah, that's, I think in our partnership, that's probably been one of the biggest teachers for me that's like allowed me to stretch into those places as well and be, oh, it's okay to be human. Um, and I was sharing with a friend yesterday. He was asking, you know, who are, you, who are your mentors and who are your, your, your teachers? And when people ask me that question, I know they're always asking like about spiritual and energetic or Qigong or and I'm like, other than my Qigong teacher, like 12 or 13 years ago, I'm like, I haven't needed a mentor in the energetics with it. Like, that's, that's, my mentor has like been you. You've been one of the biggest ones in terms of what it means to be a human. Because I feel before I met you, there was a part of me that was incredibly judgmental towards just like base human experiences. Mm-hmm. Right, and there's definitely you know some of that that will still come up when when we tussle a little bit yeah. when we get into it. Um, but yeah, not only have you like taught me the power of moving into that in myself, but also you've shown me that there's even more love mm. in those places mm. and just an acceptance of of all your experiences because we're mm-hmm. we are here to be human we are here to have moments of separation and isolation and fear and then moments to come back i mean it's all a dance of separation and then back to <clears throat> union and separation and union mm-hmm. with other humans and with the the world with the divine the whole thing it's mm-hmm. just like back and forth and you can't enjoy the moments of ecstatic union if you don't have moments of separation before that to feel the difference like if we were all just like merged like oh i am just you know consciousness it's like at all times it's like well cool i don't know it's not very dynamic and that's common anyway like once we die that's where we go oh where we die okay when we die i was like please not on this earth i like the dance no i mean that's like that's that's what happened anyway yeah yeah we all come back to that but the the part where we're here yeah be here is, and experience is here. to experience that yeah yeah and i think that you know one thing that this is more like a, i guess a personal mm-hmm. note but part of what's been coming up for me on this journey has been really the the continued inquiry of what is the lifestyle that i want to live which mm-hmm. i think you know, I mean, I guess that's our, our whole lives, right? Like we're figuring it out. We're like chipping away at like, oh, actually, no, this piece isn't really me. Mm-hmm. This piece isn't me to get closer and closer to our truth. Mm-hmm. And one thing that has been so interesting for me is I've 
never identified as like someone who's polyamorous, right? Like we've talked about, we've had a whole podcast about this yeah. like, and it continues to not be a lifestyle that feels in alignment with me in the sense that it just feels like a lot of work mm-hmm. primarily. And there's a few other reasons, but that's not the point. The point is that at the same time, I have this experience of being able to love multiple humans in a very um, just like unconditional way and feel the truth of that. And then it confuses me to be like, but I also don't really feel like I want to be in devotion to more than one human. Mm -hmm. And the reason I bring this up is because it it pinged me when you were talking about like love is really all there is and all that we are, but it's our fears and our wounds that have us pull away or have us create stories around it. Mm -hmm. And I think where I constantly get schooled and what's starting to get refined in my system is noticing the moments where fear starts to take over Mm -hmm. and I want to get like have an agenda like mm-hmm. my love i can only give love if it's going in this direction or if it's an investment in this or if the other person is giving this back right and then i'm like that's not even love like that's not love and the moment there's fear in the field i'm actually working from this other place that isn't love with a capital l And the moment I move through the fear and through the scarcity and through the, oh my God, I'm 41 and like, is it my ovaries and I need to get a man and have a baby ASAP and blah, 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 which is all fear shit. The moment I am able to move that aside, which it always comes back, right? Because that's how fear works. It's like it Mm -hmm. comes in waves. But it's like those moments when it's it's not there, I show up and I have an infinite amount of love to give infinite and the more i give the better it feels and i need nothing in return in those moments there's short moments like i'm not saying like oh i figured it out and i'm just in that expanded space forever no i go into that place of i am pure love and then i go right back to oh my god i'm a human i'm 41 my ovaries Mm -hmm. right and then i go back into that and it's like it's this constant dance of again separation union separation from love union with love separation Mm -hmm. and it's like spirit flesh, spirit flesh. Correct. Right? Exactly. One informs the other. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's just been very humbling and very beautiful to watch in my own experience. And I think it's been mm-hmm. coming up a lot more so in the last six to eight months for me as, as we've been navigating a lot of these questions and explorations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's a potent piece. I think that's the work for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like there's all these situations and scenarios and people and challenges, but it, I think underneath all of that, it's always the same thing, which yeah. is how willing are you to open into love and also go first in love? Oh yeah, it's like go first. Go like, first. What are you waiting for? Go first. Right. Yeah. Go first. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, and like I think just on the the wave of nuance since we're talking about that mm-hmm. it's been such an interesting chapter for me because it's been dark it's been very dark in certain moments and 
there's with every every chapter that's dark there's even more access to life force and even more access to love right like it's just how it goes and what I started to realize recently as I was just thinking about like us and where we are was that yes I have been there's been a piece where I've been honoring the grief that comes with the loss of Mm -hmm oh, there's a huge chance that the vision of the future that I had held for a good two and a half years is basically not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And there's so much grief that comes with that. And at the same time being like, but there's a new version of the future that I don't know what it looks like exactly, but that is being created. Mm. And it's incredibly rich and full because now I know for a fact that I have at least, I mean, I have many sources of love, but when it comes to you and I, that I know that your love is infinite and unconditional until the end of time. Like I have no question about that Mm -hmm. because there were so many moments where you could have pulled your love away. That's very healing for someone who I think a lot of us have a level of abandonment issues, right? Where we're like, and everyone just leaves at the end. And um, to have the experience of, okay, well, the vision of life partnership may not be happening anymore, but that doesn't mean that he's gone. Mm -hmm. And that in fact, there's a deeper love that has now been born because we've moved through the piece where people usually go, see you later. Sayonara. And um, I'm like, oh, now he's really like his word of, I'm going to be here for you feels has more weight to it it Mm. feels more real because even if like we we could have gone 20 years in life partnership and there could still have been the question in my mind or in my system on an unconscious level of like okay but when's he gonna fuck off like Mm. at some point he's gonna leave me you know and there's nearly something solidifying about going through the transition and being like oh wait he's still here. I can still lean back into his love is it's a new experience for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Okay. I know that now. I know that. And so yeah. there's a, a security in that. That feels really good. Yeah. Really good. Makes it so t- minimizes yeah, it, yeah, but yeah. I don't know how to, how to express it. I feel the same thing with you. Mm. Yeah, because there's, as you said, there's so many moments and opportunities where it's messy mm-hmm. and where there's human experiences happening. Yeah. And it's just easier to be like, fuck this person. So much and easier. Yeah, it's, it's also been really healing for me <clears throat> being able to trust another person that deeply. Because there's that narrative, right? The, the woman who just gets caught up in her emotions and then burns the man's house down or, uh, you know, publicly pickets against him or, you know, all the things that you see. 
it is deserved by some because what it's also pointing to is the lack of accountability yes. from men who make fucking mistakes yeah. and are not willing to say, I fucked up. Yes. So I think that's the combination. Um, yeah, I know full and well that I made mistakes in this partnership. Me too. Yeah, like it's, that's what happens. I feel like we've still done a stellar fucking job. <laughs> In we term, really have done like, a good job. We're still here. Like, oh, man. But yeah, I feel like we've done a really good job at, at navigating so many things that, that people would just be like, this is too fucking much on my nervous it's system. too much. So I much. am out. I'm out. Um, yeah. And that's why I trust you so much. Like, that's what I wish for everybody. Mm. To have a person in your life or to have people in your life that are like, oh, it's stormy. Okay, let's weather this shit. Mm. And let's do it. For love, like let's do it for the fact that there's love. Can you write a testimonial to my future husband? I'll. I'll she weathers the storm really well. I'll. I'll type something up, and also just like something I want to mention is for anyone following coaches or or any teachers, like don't pedestal people. Don't assume for a second that people that are in a relationship that teach it are doing a good job, mm-hmm. because there's many examples of that out in the world that are the very opposite and everyone is human and we all you know have different upbringings and mm. cultural influences and trauma patterns and relationship is the place where all of that gets to come out the deepest the, the deepest, deepest container of growth for sure yes and i think you know again it's about it's not so much about how it presents in terms of messy, because we talked about the two types of messy, mm-hmm. but it's about are these people leading with love? I think that's what I'm looking at in terms of who do I want to lead me mm-hmm. in the path of relating and the path of love. It's like only people who are, it doesn't, it, they're not going to be less messy. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, okay, we just, we have found the perfect relationship and now we're in it. You know, I've had, I've had people, (laughs) you know, want that from me. Like, oh, so are you in the perfect relationship? Have you figured it out? And it's like, there's, there's no point where you figure it out and have the perfect relationship that this is, this is a fantasy for real. Because you're the relationship and you're not perfect. Yeah. And so it's more about, are you asking the right questions and are you Mm -hmm. navigating from a place of love? I think that's what those that's the criteria we need to be looking at when we're searching for people who are going to mentor us in the world of relating, um, which is what I feel I want to celebrate about us and, and our process is that I think that we constantly come back to that question and part of why we are looking at is part of our mission together and the version of partnership in this, mm-hmm. in this um, life. Is it work? Mm-hmm. Is there a piece where we have an offering um, or two or three yeah. where we get to bring all of our experiences and tools mm-hmm. to other people? Because I think in this frame, based on everything we've talked about, we understand that it's not about like, okay, now we're in that perfect life partnership and we have two babies and a dog, but it's like actually in when we are in service to love, we may end up not in the life partnership, but 
we are in service to love and we're here as two people in union and service to love. And we're just figuring out, okay, in what, in what shape is that? In what form is that? In what container is that? Right. And we're still, we don't know the answer, Yeah. but we're going to try a few things. We're I think try a few things. Yeah. And it's either going to work or it's not. But the but like love how stays. Fun. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. how fun to try it out. Like I'm incredibly excited about while grieving the loss of the old vision, but being like, what is the new vision? What is the future going to hold? And I think part of what we are flirting with is the, is working with people individually or in couples who are in service to love and want to, I guess, deepen into that path. And that's what we've done. And so we feel very confident Mm -hmm. that that's the work that, we can help others with yes and perhaps we we may do it individually ultimately we may end up doing it together i feel i from my side at least i feel whatever we're doing individually there's always going to be a level of union in our lives between us just like spiritually like energetically there's this insanely deep compatibility in certain places that both of us don't really understand so there's a union there whether we choose it or not. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel. It's just there. That's been decided. And it's okay. How do we work with it? What are the seasons of it? Um, and the fact that love and trust is there. Accountability, responsibility, all those pillars allow us to just navigate through whatever comes up and that feels like the sweetest thing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think you touched on something really important, which is that it's not so much the outcome of like, cause we can't decide that we don't have control mm-hmm. over it. Like you were saying <clears throat> but that it's more about who am I? Mm. How do I show up? What are my values? What are the things, what are the questions I'm asking as I'm going through the process of figuring it out with my, my relationship to the divine, my relationship to life, my relationship to another human, but like, what is it that I need to be connecting to? And I think we, we've we gone through all sorts of things to be able to really master that. Let's not get too Let's cocky. Not, I, I, it's so funny because I hesitated saying the word master. <clears throat> but I do think that there's, I'm going to own that. Actually. There's a proficiency we have. I'm going to own it. An experiential proficiency, I feel. Yeah. Through not having uh, experiential proficiency and struggling with it. Mm. And I would say it's the place that I excel the most, yes. personally. Yes. I just, I just need to, like, put a little... I'm rarely ever bragging, but this is a place I get to... No, this is true. I get to brag. That I feels feel, true. I feel like... I am very confident in my ability to help people walk the path of love more deeply. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this special episode with Chris and I going to all the places. And um, you can always head on over to my YouTube channel to see the behind the scenes in the video version because after we ended it here I go on to sob to curse and to do multiple other 
just a whole bunch of expressions. <laughs> um, and it didn't really make sense on the audio cut, so we kept it in for the video cut, which you can see on my YouTube channel. While I have you, I wanted to let you know that I am hosting a pop-up masterclass on Friday, February 17th at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, so that's 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 Eastern, called In Devotion to Love. And even if you're hearing this and you're like, wait a second, it's after Friday, you can still go on over there to get the replay. So in this class, we are going to be debunking all of the things that your well-meaning girlfriends say about dating, which I believe is often total BS. Um, how to use the new paradigm of relating to finally have peace, faith, and ecstasy in your life. And no, you don't have to stop seeing that guy to manifest the one. What it means to be a lover with a capital L. I mean, Chris and I got into that with this episode a little bit. But really going deeper into the lessons that I have learned going through this process, um, both with him and then with a, quite a few number of other people uh, before, without being really a, you know, clingy or a doormat. I know that's an issue for a lot of people. They get nervous about that. And then also how to surrender into your essence, right? When you feel that fear and that scarcity that shows up, um, for example, if someone ghosts or like I was sharing on the episode, when you know, fears come up around maybe your biological clock is ticking or there's something else that you haven't really um, received yet. So all of these and lots, lots more will be covered in the class. And this is the lowest priced masterclass I have ever um, put out there. And it's because I just think we all have a right to this information. We all have a right to these tools. And I would love, love, love to be able to offer them to you so that it shifts something deeply in your relationship to love. And you can head into the show notes to get the URL for that. Otherwise, you can just type nadiamunla.com forward slash IDTL. So like in devotion to love, IDTL. I'll see you there. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. We would love for you to rate and review the show and I'd love to know your takeaways from the episode. You can do that by DMing me on Instagram at Nadia Munla.